Live from the booth at Pops, it's time for the Riverdale Review! Welcome back, pals, to a very special finale episode of the Riverdale Review. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined by oh so many pals in podcasting here. I've got my boys, Kel Ward and Marco Cunolato with me. Man, Marco, move over. Oh, sorry. Um, it's my party. Okay. Okay. You can't sit on me. Sorry. I'm scooching. I am scooching. God. You don't have to take that from him, Marco. So, just because he's leaving town, whatever. Uh, so, the booth is packed here. We've got some of our all-time favorite guests returning for this finale episode. With us today, we've got Miss Olivia Hicks. Hey, hi, guys. We've got Gabby from the Nerd League. Hola. And we've got Mr. Jeremy Rodriguez. Hello, everyone. Welcome back, pals. Thank you so much for joining us here on this very special finale to see Kale off as he leaves for Greendale for university. That's right. R- oh. Riverdale is trash. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> well, if Riverdale's trash, then we're all raccoons. So let's jump right into it. Uh, we're going to talk about the show of our time, Riverdale, the exciting season two finale. Then we're going to talk a little bit about season two, some of our, our hopes and dreams for season three. It should be a good time. Uh, but you know, before we do that, we're going to start the show the way we always do by talking about our spoiler free thoughts on chapter 32, Brave New World. Uh, generally, I throw it to the guest first, but I'm not sure how to handle this one. So, real quick, rock, paper, scissors, you guys. Uh, how about uh, I've got, you I've start? Got a, I've got I a think better you idea. Just start. How about we all just say our thoughts at the same time? It's rock, paper, maple syrup for Riverdale. Oh. <laughs> how do you how do you gesture yeah, maple exactly. syrup? It's like, like maple syrup. A pouring <laughs> motion. <laughs> maple syrup. <laughs> well, you know what, Olivia? Because of that joke, I think you've earned the right to go first. Yeah. Why don't you kick us off? What were your thoughts on chapter thirty-two? Oh yeah, there was a lot of jughead stuff I didn't need to happen, and there was a lot of exposition that hmm. didn't need to happen. So there were good bits to it, but there's a lot of just kind of mm, bits to it. That's All like right, a fair enough. scientific qualificative method of... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the, on the Olivia eh, scale. Eh, scale. <laughs> Jeremy, what were your thoughts? On my first viewing, I didn't really think much happened, and I said, oh, God, what am I going to talk about during this episode? But upon my second viewing, <laughs> to be honest with you, I realized there was actually quite a bit to unpack. I think, if anything, it served as a very good tease for season three, because there were just a lot of little bits that I'm kind of excited about. Plus, Cheryl is fabulous, so I'm just gonna That's I'm just gonna true. throw that in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that I would agree with that. I think the the big thing this episode accomplished was laying threads for the future, um, most of which are interesting enough to tug on. Uh, so, Gabby, what were your thoughts? Um, I am mostly wondering how many seasons these people are planning, and <laughs> I don't know. It's like. It, I, I have the impression that the first season of Riverdale, like they were trying to be a kind of show. And by the end of the season, they were trying to become another show. And I will say that they succeeded this season at turning it into this other show. I just don't know where that show is going. But I don't know. I liked it, but I wasn't in love with it. I have doubts. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's... Pretty uh, pretty apt for me as well. Uh, Marco Kale, one of you guys want to jump in? Olivia, Olivia and I were kind of talking uh, at, before uh, we started recording, and one of the things we, we said was that we noticed that a lot of sh- uh, like story-driven shows these days sort of make the p- 
penultimate episode of the season, the super exciting one. Um, True. And I think I, I really felt that for this finale um, because just kind of similar to, you know, what's already been said, not a lot happened here. Um, and even, even like, um, and I, I have expressed this before, the, the hook for the finale leading into season three wasn't that exciting. No, I actually thought it, that the, the other episode was the finale. And yeah. then I heard there was another one. It's like, oh, that makes no sense because I yep. thought this was over. Yep. <laughs> I think my issue is it set up the next finale like super low stakes. Like yeah. not to yep. give, but what they kind of let in with the big, oh my gosh, kind of moment is something which is so easily going to be reversed that I kind of feel like I'm not yeah. worried about any of the characters going forward apart from yep. Alice Cooper. Yeah, yeah. The, I didn't think the cliffhanger was very effective at all, but I think I was more mm-hmm. excited about some of the other threads that were started earlier on in the episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of a lot yeah. of what like came in this episode was just carryover of the aftermath of last, and so I think sort of what everybody's been saying, it's been comparatively lackluster. But to Jeremy's point, like some of the threads that are being laid, I was more interested in those than seeing how like everything in this episode sort of came to fruition. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think um, the the point that Kale made uh, that him and Olivia had been discussing, I think, is is a pretty apt one. I think this episode felt a lot like an epilogue. Mm. You know, like the last episode was really the exciting finale, and this is more kind of just like, um, like like we we said, kind of laying the thread for the future and and giving you an idea of where pretty much every character, both major and minor, uh, is at for season three. Um, and I think there are some interesting things to chew on, but I would say, by and large, um, considering how uh, strong I think particularly the last episode was, this one did feel like a bit of a – I don't want to say a letdown, but just like – it feels like a weird note to end on, considering we're about to go into uh, a bit of a dry spell, you know, where the show's concerned. Right. I mean, that's yeah. what season one did as well, making the penultimate episode sort of like the real finale, and then the season finale being the epilogue of sorts. So I think that's just... Yeah, kind of a debrief. Yeah, I think this just might be Riverdale's formula at this point, which I don't completely hate it. The difference being, though, that the the season one finale was actually exciting, and there were actually yeah. stakes. You, you are correct. Yeah, yeah, like Cheryl almost drowned. There was like... Uh, Fred, yeah. I mean, Fred getting shot was like a huge cliffhanger. That was something that you weren't yeah. sure how it was going to be resolved, unless you checked the casting list or whatever in Variety. But, like, <laughs> you didn't know how they were going to resolve that sort of mystery, whereas this one, I'm just like, like, okay. I just oh, didn't right, understand why, why they did the Jughead thing in the penultimate episode. Because that would have been, like, if yeah. they were going for a yeah. high-stakes cliffhanger, that would have been it. But the minute I realized that there was another episode, I was like, all right, so the guy's just waking up and it's going to take, like, <laughs> literally five seconds of our time yeah. to, yeah, you know, I, was, yeah, I, think, uh, I think especially how they had used the teaser after last episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how many of you saw that afterwards, but I remember Kale um, had messaged Mark when I was like, holy shit, he might really be dead. Like, there's a funeral scene in this teaser, and yeah. it's like, that would have been a really strong yeah. cliffhanger. Um, and, you know, that being said, though, I could also see us dinging them, being like, really? You're gonna have the same cliffhanger as you did in the first season? Really cool, Riverdale. So right. it's like, they're damned if they do and damned if they don't, you know? Um so, it's yeah. true. We just like to complain. <laughs> yeah, really, because it's like 
the whole thing of this cliffhanger is even like, okay, like, Archie's not going to go to prison. Come on. <laughs> it's going to work out. But that being said, right, like, that's not what we're here for. We're here to see how it plays out and well, exactly mm-hmm. how it's all going to go mm-hmm. down. What I kind of want to see, so, like, you know how every season's like a mashup? So, like, first season was, like, murder mystery in Twin Peaks. Second season was called, like, a gangster movie and serial killer movie. Next season, I want to be, like, a 70s exploitation prison movie starring Archie Ooh. with, like, a 1970s <laughs> oh horror movie starring Alice and the Farm. <laughs> we're, like, uh, the Wicker Man, but with Polly and Alice, and, like, they have to rescue them oh from God. that. I like that. That's what I think season three is going to be. We see, uh, we see, like, Jug or FP intentionally get themselves imprisoned, and then they have a jailbreak, and then they're on the run on the lamb. <laughs> yeah. It's just gonna be prison break. Uh, so, since, break. since we've already spoiled the finale, we should probably go ahead and get into, uh, the spoiler section. <laughs> so, that's a perfect time to jump into the spoiler-full part of the show, but before we do that, let me tell you where you can find the Riverdale Review. Uh, so, if you guys are, uh, looking to help out the show, you can do us a solid by heading over to Apple Podcasts, where we are currently a five-star podcast and give us a one of those sweet sweet reviews uh you can like us on the platform of your choice if you get your podcast somewhere else if you're a youtube viewer you can do us a solid by liking the video subscribing to the channel clicking that notification bell so you're aware when we post our daily videos and uh, as always just sharing the show with your friends let them know that we're out here and uh that you're enjoying what we're doing so uh now's your chance to bounce out before we spoil the rest of chapter 32 brave new world uh if that's the end we'll see you next season all right where do we want to start, friends? This is not chronological. This is this is not chronological, but I really need to talk about how weirdly hippie Polly has gotten. Yeah. It's so yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. She's Polly's a fucking mess. got serious Charles Manson like vibes, and I'm not into or something. it. It's yes. weird. It's totally a cult. Her smile is so weird. Like the whole that time she's just like, yeah. let's go to the farm. And I'm like, no, let's not go to the farm. <clears throat> Where she's just sipping the tea. I was like, oh no. <laughs> with her babies. And I'm just like, what is she doing with these babies? Yeah. I completely missed that thread the first time I watched it. And then by the second time I watched it, I was like, oh shit. Like, wait, something's going to be going down here. What can, <laughs> what can actually happen? Uh, I wonder if our, our theory about her being connected to Sabrina will come true through that. <gasps> she is a witch. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty convinced that the connections between these shows are going to be very small, if existent at all. Well, yeah, because yeah, now, like, since Netflix picked up Sabrina, I'm guessing that that whole thread they had will disappear. Mm. Right? Because just even, just like the style of Netflix shows is so different. Like, we had talked about this one, I was guessing, um, at the podcast before, but it's just, they're not going to have the same, like, tone. And then yeah. I don't know if, if they're going to have, like, a separate Sabrina. Like, maybe they'll need to bring her in. So there's going to be, like, a Sabrina for Riverdale and a Sabrina that's, like, you know, Kiernan Shipka or however you pronounce her name. Yeah, I feel like if anything, like, because I'm pretty sure they've said that they're not going to cross over in meaningful mm-hmm. ways. I think it, it'll probably be similar nods to what we saw. in the. It's like, well, Greendale's a place and it's nearby. Cool. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get magic in the world of Riverdale. Yeah, not. And... You know, like, I, I think if anything, we might see a Riverdale character, like, show up in, in an episode of Sabrina, just right. as, like, a, oh, cool, Pete, but I don't I don't think that there's going to be any meaningful connection. Pete, are you two. saying that there isn't already magic in Riverdale? Yeah, the deer. The Not deer. that kind of magic. <laughs> the deer was alive, but it was also dead. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That deer was magic. 
Also, my boy Chuck is going to church now, so he's gonna like clear out the cult in the woods. That's my theory. He's, he's going, going to, like, to church now. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's, he's a good church going boy, and he's gonna become like Van Helsing of Riverdale. Take oh out Molly and the, and the cult. Oh, I would definitely watch that as a subplot of he just carries around a Bible in holy water, heads into Greendale, and starts cleaning oh. up the shop. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Hey, hey, Gabby, you're right. Um, (laughs) About what? (laughs) Um, Sort of tangentially related to that, I thought the the scene with uh, Betty and her dad was really super powerful. Um, Yeah. I I don't know, obviously I don't know how um, how you guys are... uh, in terms of like uh, faith or whatever but in in like uh the the more um pentecostal like christian circles the um when you like rebuke like the devil you say mm-hmm. like you have no power over me this is finished mm-hmm. i'm i'm putting oh, wow. this curse to bed now yeah and you, yeah you look it in the eye and you say no more and i i yeah, thought that she, was super I, I wrote that powerful. what she said Oh, I thought that was a labyrinth reference. I was expecting the clock to try midnight. <laughs> I thought labyrinth made more of an impression of me than church. But like, so, like the owl was going to swoop in, and like he was going to crumble into the dust, and she was going to be back in her bedroom, but was not to be. But um, as she left, Hal said, you'll be back, you'll be back, Betty. So like, what do you think is going to happen next? Do you think that Betty will be teased in order to return to the dark side once again? Or... Is this just, like, the final confrontation between the two of them? I I think it's almost inevitable that we'll see some element of that um, part of Betty's character return. I don't know that it'll be in relation to Hal. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think I disagree. I think she's going to flirt with it the way, um, um, what's her name from, uh, the Hannibal movies? Clarice. Duh. Oh. Um, I was thinking there was a... Like a wicked correlation between Silence of the Lambs and, and that scene, yeah. actually. I think she's going to go to Hal and get, you know, dark advice or whatever. Kind of like Chick. Like when she like had that moment with him and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know that that won't happen. But I feel like... Um, I, I feel like that scene felt like it was supposed to be very important. Yeah. I think, like, the way that it was shot, especially as she's walking away and we see the foreground blur as she kind of takes a deaf ear to what he's saying. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're going to see more of the Betty Cooper apology tour, you know? The Betty and, Cooper um, apology tour? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I do think we're going to see a, a major theme in her trying to uh, absolve herself of that guilt and of that darkness. Right. But I have to imagine that it's going to come up again. Uh, but I, I again, I, I don't know that it's going to be in relation to Hal because I don't really see... Because I don't think Betty's going to be a murderer. Right? I don't think that she's no. going to follow in those same footsteps. I think that the darkness that's within her or whatever um, is going to materialize in some other way. And I wonder if it won't be in relation to what's going on with Archie. You know, in that She'll uh-huh. be forced to compromise her values or her morals uh, in an effort to save or protect somebody else. Yeah, for, for me, I think that the Hal thing and Betty are going to be two separate threads. But at the end of the day, like, 
he is still her dad and that'll continue to come up. I mean, I'm sure that we'll see him again, that there will be scenes where she goes to visit him or that she receives a call from prison or whatever. I don't think that he's going to become a phantom in the way that um, Hiram was the first season, that he's just like this girl's dad who's in jail and that's all we know about him pretty Mm -hmm. much. But um, I do think that it, it will continue to come into play that she has like this darkness. I don't think we've seen the last of dark Betty, but also I'm imagining that it might be something like she might actually like not be a murderer, but like kill somebody like in self-defense or something like that. And then, you know, spiral from there. Like, Oh, I became dark Betty, blah, blah, blah. Like I see them playing with yeah. something like that. I think, I think I- how's going to the prison with Archie. Oh, I just had a brainwave as you said it. I, I think they might be like that. in prison together, and that's a way to keep Hal in the show, but also keep him in prison. Right. Oh, well, the South Side is going to become a prison, so sooner or later, everyone's just going to be in the prison, either working <laughs> yeah. there or in the prison. <laughs> so, can we talk about how Hiram's plan to take over the town with five people, two of whom could not, with all of the ghoulies, take out one weedy, unarmed teenage boy? <laughs> And the other two of whom could not dispose of one old lady with dementia in a wheelchair who had been drugged with tea. Like, he's got the worst goon squad in the world, and I'm so his, angry about it. Like, he's like, his oh, squad got, is trash. His plot is so trash. I tell you what, that imagery of that little cabal was pretty cool. <laughs> I, 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 so I wrote, in my, uh, I wrote in my notes, I was like, Hiram Lodge's uh, Legion of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> It's exactly what it is. And he just always rolls in, like, so much, like, better dressed than everyone he's working with. And everyone's just there, like, so what are we doing now? And he's trying to have them, like, have this look like a business meeting of some sort. And this girl's just like, yeah, what about my brothel, though? Like, I just wanted a brothel. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, like, hey, hey, Penelope, you don't need somebody to start that for you. You can just start a brothel. I mean, you already are a brothel. Well, and it's also, like... Let's go back to what Olivia said. You didn't do your part of the job. That's true. Like, what did you accomplish <laughs> that makes you think you deserve your payment? What have you added to the proceedings at all other than a barn for us to sketchily meet in and have our plans <laughs> fucking fail? Well, like, who meets in a bar with an open door when you're, like, plotting murder or some sh- something? Like, that's just basic. <laughs> Don't I, know. I like how she goes and closes the door afterwards, after someone's already heard the evil plot. It's like, really good work, guys. Really good. <laughs> this is what amazing. Penelope's the worst. I'm all about my girl, Cheryl. How did she climb into that barrel before <laughs> Penelope got to that door? Without a <laughs> Because she's basically Hawkeye. <laughs> You've heard of Alpha yeah, Michelle. Have you ever heard of Cheryl in a barrel? Uh, <laughs> I can't take credit for that. Madeline Patch tweeted that on Twitter, just like oh. going to finale. So I can't take credit for that. So in case Madeline Patch is listening, I'll be on your joke. <laughs> oh my god! The next Funko Pop line will be Cheryl and a barrel, and you just stick. Them <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! But- what was I going to say? I was going to say a thing and I forgot. <laughs> oh, oh, I remembered. I remembered. It was because, you know, I'm always here like defending Twin Peaks and getting really angry at Riverdale taking mm-hmm. Twin Peaks and trying to be Twin Peaks and then like failing at it. But when she said brothel, I just thought I, like I forgot how many of you have actually seen Twin Peaks. I saw it a few no, years yeah, ago. I have, yeah, I saw an okay. episode. So you know, like One Eye Jacks is like yeah. the brothel, you yeah. know. And I was just like, oh my god, now we're gonna bring that into it because twenty, like One Eye Jacks was super 
fucked up and like inappropriate where like your dad is touching you and it's weird so i'm just very concerned that half of the second season of twin peaks just go that's when it goes off the rails and gets just very like you know how uncomfortable it was to watch betty do her snake dance yeah earlier in the season (laughs) if they actually open this brothel and you know dark betty makes an appearance and then (laughs) Hal is touching Betty for some reason. Oh, it's just God. this could go. Over, this could get very dark. But Betty, did that's that the thing. Like, in, like in Twin Peaks, the thing is that the the, the owner of the brothel, um, her, her his daughter like sneaks in and like she's wearing like a mask or something, and he doesn't know who it is, but who he's toying with is his daughter. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah. as the viewer, and you're like, this is disgusting. Yeah. Like, please yeah. kill me now. Oh, Riverdale, please <laughs> don't put me through this. <laughs> I will yeah. say about Betty's dark Betty dance is it was nothing. We all sat through that and it was nothing because Jughead still had to ask her to be a serpent and like Cheryl got to be a serpent and all she did was hide in a barrel. I'm just like This is true. This is so unfair. Yeah. Uh, she shot people with a bow and arrow. That's just like dancing. For She's great. <laughs> I'm like, we didn't have to suffer through the Betty thing. Betty could just have been periphery to the serpents and then just been invited by Jughead at the end of the season and I would have been content with that. Yep. Also, yeah. No. I, I, I that that was just like that's probably the most egregious scene in Riverdale history. Of just like, why are you doing this? I don't want to watch this right now. <laughs> Not even Jughead enjoyed that. Like nobody won. Nobody won. No, he this. was right Nobody's- there. <laughs> Effie wanted that, to die. Like Effie was like, this is so much. <laughs> that I will say, Effie's reaction to that, and, and now it's, we're talking about old episodes of Riverdale, so we're way off the wheels roads here, but. uh his reaction to it almost makes it worthwhile where he's like great job please cover up and get off the stage now sweetie like (laughs) but i will bring this back to this season because my question here is why when fp gets up to announce that he isn't going to be the leader of the serpents anymore and that it's going to be jughead they bring the the red leather serpent jacket and I'm thinking that they're going to put it on Jughead mm-hmm. because they're, like, about to crown him or something. And then he just calls Cheryl. And I'm like, why? Like, weren't we crowning Jughead? What is Cheryl doing here? I was so confused by that bit. Maybe uh, I just don't know Serpent Protocol. But You missed that. You missed that course. We we, we took it earlier. It's fine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because it's Cheryl Blossom and she deserves to stick out, okay? <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. No, there, was like, no way she, there was no way she was going with an old, dirty, black biker jacket. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's that literally I all it is. It's just that they didn't like announce it. Like what they were announcing was Jughead taking over, and then he like FP just goes, "You know what to do," and I'm like, "Do what? Like what's happening?" And then it was Cheryl on stage, and I was like, "Okay, forget like his five seconds of fame. Cheryl Blossom's taking over." Oh, he's had quite enough five seconds of fame. <laughs> yeah, like I'm sorry, the serpent kingship is not the Joneses to bestow. That was started by Tony's ancestors, so they're just muscling in here, and somehow they're in charge of the serpents, and they get to just sure. bequeath who it goes to down their family line. It should be going to Tony's family line if it descends uh, like that. Hold on, we we don't know how FP got in charge of the serpents, <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. is he, don't, oh, don't project oh, that on. If Jughead knew he was one eighth indigenous, you know he would bring that up because he's I, like listen, a woke babe. That's, that's like not what I'm arguing. Jughead almost died for this. Girlfriend. The boss. Yeah, how are you going to say he doesn't deserve? He put his life on the line for the crew. Oh, he got all of the. It was a play. He got played by Hiram, who, as we've said, <laughs> is the worst and has whack plans. 
that that said, didn't didn't they take off his tattoo? They did. Oh. Yeah, they I think did. so. Oh, so he's not even technically yeah. a serpent anymore, right? But they didn't like show that he had like any scars or anything going on. Oh, they, sure. So many loose ends but and like they you just know showed, loose threads. So they don't take. They just care showed of. his arm that was it was like ripped up and like kind of bloody and stuff. That's about. I think that like, was like the extent of it. But I, I feel like that. that was it for like five seconds, yeah. and then they just forgot that that had happened yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. He definitely didn't seem to have any pain in his arm whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. oh, he was just oh, like chilling. Oh shit! No, we do want him to be a, the king of the serpents. Okay, all right, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did think that was kind of funny where it's like he was beaten up so badly that he almost died, but not so badly that he can't be up and walking around within a day. <laughs> and he only has like five scars on his face, and I'm like, shouldn't he be a little bit more like, you know, bloodied up a little bit or bruised? Because, or because according to them, they left him for dead. Like he was not breathing when they left. Yeah. <laughs> the goodies so, are so high, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. To be fair, he was beaten up by a bunch of drug addicts. What the fuck do they know? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, penguin. It was just another death fake out. Jingle jangle. <laughs> yeah, I uh the that that opening fake out scene, uh I, I was a little bit uh I don't know. I thought that was great for the whole like teaser for the next episode, but I felt like that was a little bit like Okay, guys, it's like we, we focus on this for about five seconds and it's like, ah, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, don't like, worry about it. Yeah. That is oh, what about the Spangs is alive? Just... Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spangs is alive. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's try that one more time. You guys both talked over each other. Olivia, make your point and then Jeremy. <laughs> sorry. Riverdale were like, what we really need, instead of actually seeing this crucial battle that takes place between the ghoulies and Fangs being alive and ghoulies and the serpents and all of that going bad, instead of that, what we really need is three people standing in front of a grave where that has no narrative impact on the entire episode. They were like, we'd much rather yeah. we just told everyone what happened in this a really boring hospital scene. Sorry, that well, wasn't and- worth me like speaking over you for. And to go to go along with that, <laughs> when Hiram and the Cabal are talking. Julia says, "Okay, well, what about what about your meddlesome kids?" And then Hiram goes, "Oh, I'm gonna take away the glue that holds them all together." And then he arrests Archie. I know it's like what does that even mean? I wonder if that's foreshadowing for see what you will though. Archie's the glue. No, the the boring glue that holds them all together. The glue is Kevin. (laughs) Hiram is Kevin is the glue. He's he's there always. I would agree with that. The four of those characters were together like 20 minutes for the whole season. I know. Yes. I mean, season one, sure, I could have argued that maybe one of them worked as glue for the rest of them. But in these se- this season, like literally half the time, it's, one of them hasn't talked to the other one or they break up or like whatever. They're not a unit anymore. They're just four yeah. people that have gone to their yeah. who's on fucked up shit. <laughs> Man, Archie's not even loyal to his own family these days. So. Yeah. What glue? I wonder, though, if it's foreshadowing for um, Hiram to potentially try to break them apart, like, period, though? No, and it definitely is. Hiram's I'm just, I'm just saying it's another... prison! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kayle, you're so small, I can't Olivia's tell you so about the with how Hiram's running his, his <laughs> business. Like, he's, like, he's got... Nobody works in his business, his wife don't like him, his daughter's, like, <laughs> off the rails, and he's all like, what I need to focus on is breaking up these four teenagers. No, you need to focus on your evil business skills. You need to go back to school <laughs> and buckle up, son, because you don't know You jack. need to go back to evil business school. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> 
Less than one close the door. Go back to getting your MBA. You failed. You work on being a better villain. <laughs> he got figured out by Archie. Archie! I know by yeah. Archie. It, not even Betty, who's supposed to be this great detective. Like Right? <laughs> Betty, sweetie, you're 16. <laughs> like, how would Betty even Whoa. know what's going on? Oh. How ageist. I mean... Yeah, uncool, man. She's Nancy Drew. <laughs> Which her dad used against her to turn her <laughs> evil. So strange. I like so strange. We cast the excuse about why he had that book. And he was like, oh, because it was a present. I'm like, mm. Mm. Uh, like This is a like, shitty ass excuse. Plus, wouldn't she already have this book since she used to read it all the time? Like, I just, I don't know. She, she, used, to, she used to check it out from the library. They ain't I feel money. like that was an afterthought. I think that the writers wrote that thing, and then somebody in the writers' room must have been like, "Oh, but wouldn't she own it already?" And then it's like, "Okay, just add that she used to take it out from the library. That's it. That's all we're thinking about. That's the fix." <laughs> well, maybe it's an out of date book, and so it was like printed in like the fifties, and so she only had access to it from the library. But that, but that's a that's a thing about this show is I it, and I think I've said this before. It it feels like each writer is asked to do an episode and then they just attach like the last five minutes of that episode to the next one. Yep. And then see how it goes, how it works. I feel, I feel like they need, um, they need like one of those people. Like I know, uh, George R. R. Martin has this with like two or three of the ultimate game of Thrones fans who like he calls and is like, Oh yeah. Am I breaking continuity right now? Like yeah. they, we, they need, they need like Olivia and the writers and just like, all right guys in season one, uh, episode two, scene four, you're breaking continuity right now. So let's back things up. Yeah. There was one bit of this episode that tied back to something that happened in episode two of this season that I really there loved, which was, um, I was like, you did it for me. I understand. When, like, <laughs> when Veronica did that play where she was like, I'm going to give up everything, including my birthright for pops. And I was like, mm, sounds like kind of a bad deal. But yeah, then for real. I was like, <laughs> I was like, back season two. Betty was like, Pops is the greatest and we have to save it because that's where we all meet each other. And I'm like, she saved it for Betty. That's love, bitch. And I like, I'll say it's bad with Tia. Oh my god, like, you and your fanfiction. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually next I'm season, just... Veronica did it all for Betty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like single Tia, that. Archie, Archie ends up in jail, she needs somebody to comfort her, I feel like we're getting even, there. Even though she made this decision before Archie went to jail, so it's not like she planned it. Oh, she planned she knows. But speaking of this, like, I didn't understand the move to buy Pops. Like, yeah, no. She just gave Hiram everything he wanted. So I'm glad I'm not the only yeah. person who's in the dark about it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm interested because I think think there's more to that plan that we haven't seen yet because i remember like veronica says that thing to jughead where she's like the speak like, i think i have an angle right uh-huh. and like you just have to trust me and we need to act fast so it's like yeah maybe it's that the speakeasy is going to be the new home base for the serpents or something like i think there's more to that plan that we're just not privy to yet right. based on mm-hmm. that interaction between the two of them it's just that it like it's just that because she she talked to to Jughead and it was to make him feel better. I thought that maybe the whole extent of her plan was the fact that now she can give FP a job again. So I'm just a little worried that that's as far as that plan goes. Well, that was her snapping point. 
was he was like, my dad killed all these people, but he fired FP. That's the line. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Monica, really? <laughs> She's like, what? He did what? He didn't even give him a warning. I know workers' rights. Wow. <laughs> like, almost kicked them out of their house, but as long as he's still working, it's fine. Listen, all that we, we learned here is that Veronica is very pro-union, okay? <laughs> oh, is she, oh, is she ever? She would use the fixes for unpaid labor in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh she all Jesus. about blackmailing people so they, like, do charity events for her. <laughs> Just like her father. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, have you ever done charity when you weren't being blackmailed? Fair. You got, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time I do charity. <laughs> exactly. Uh, for the with regard to the buying of pops, I she mentioned that she was gonna make like a speakeasy below it and stuff. Yeah. I, I I think that she's right. trying to make, or to whatever extent, a competition for her dad, or try to make do something where she can start building up her own infrastructure in in Riverdale to mm-hmm. sort of compete against. Hiram and whatever he owns within the South Side, maybe focusing on the North End. Does does like right. nothing I mean, that. She's she's been disowned, yeah. so she needs to do something to make money now. Yeah. I gotta say, Girl's I'm so bro. ready. I'm so ready for poor Ronnie next season. Just trying to scrap. Like I'm just like I'm like you sold me. Like everything else could be garbage, but I want to see that storyline take place. And like yeah, I told I you guys, she- they need to work on that. The fact that she was ambitious to take over the family business, and they hadn't focused on that because they were focusing on Archie making his bones. And like I oh told you guys, that's what they needed to do. And this whole last episode, they were like, "Oh, these were all the plot lines we should have been focusing on." <laughs> oh, like oh, oh, Kevin and Moose were supposed to be together. Oh, Reggie and Josie were supposed to be a thing. And they were just like, "What oh, <laughs> yeah, the hell did the Reggie and Josie think come from?" <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought that was super weird, too, because I remember there was, like, the scene in the beginning where they were, like, with each other, and I was like, okay, right, I, they're, like, they've been getting closer or whatever, and then there's that scene later on where, like, he has her arm around her, and she's, like, you, like they decide to drop out of the race, and I was like, um, yeah, like, what's okay. going on here? Yeah, two episodes ago. I was like, I, I, thought, I thought she liked, what's his name? Chuck. My boy yeah, Chuck. Yeah, and I'm then saying, she spent yeah, most sorry. of the season, like, running away from Cheryl and stuff, so I just, and, and having stalkers, so... I just didn't see where there wasn't time for this to happen. Like, yeah. did she just walk in one day and they were like, yeah. So the bigger hole was the fact that Reggie was supposed to be so in love with Midge that he went off the rails and tried to kill a man when Midge died. That was the storyline they needed to have focused on. And then two episodes later, he's like, oh, no, wait, Josie was where it was at this whole time. Reggie was he in love with Midge? a man for Midge. You guys aren't following me here. Come on. Was he no, was he in love I don't, with I don't, Midge? Yeah, Reggie, I don't remember that being a thing. Reggie, guys, read between the lines. Reggie was <laughs> why else would Reggie be so upset that Midge died? Midge who we barely Read between ever the see. lines. Olivia, you're killing me. No, read between the lines. How we're supposed to have interpreted this? Like, oh, he's so sad because the girlfriend of a bulldog died, and he's got to shoot a man to avenge that. No, like, no, he's like, oh, yeah, right because with because they're all part of some crazy terrorist circle. Of course, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm but you're right. You I actually didn't focus so much on the fact that like it had nothing to do with him, and he was the one who was gonna shoot this guy down. You've got a point. You've opened my eyeballs to things. He's, I think he was supposed to have been secretly in love with Midge this whole season. Because that's also classic Reggie Moose Midge drama, is that Reggie's in love with Midge. 
That's classic from the I, comics. I don't know. What do you I, mean I don't definitely know? think you. This isn't fan oh. fiction. This is like just. <laughs> what no, I'm pretty. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're projecting what you know about the characters in the comics onto this show because yeah. there is no text for that in Riverdale <laughs> okay. at all. If you and have- I would have let that go apart from how they first introduced Reggie and Midge. And there was like a little bit of flirtation between them. And I was like, oh, I guess that's kind of a thing that's unspoken. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that when she died, he went off the rails and was so angry about it. Like, you know, it's Hiram didn't try and recruit Moose. Moose out there moving <laughs> on with another boy. All Moose right. Okay. Care. All right. Moose. Okay. Moose. <laughs> Moose we shall find out next season. So you wouldn't be a suspect. <laughs> I'm saying this is the season we should have been watching and we didn't see it but I think that's what how we were supposed to have like I think that was what the plotline was I don't know how much of it made it to screen but I think that's originally how the plotline was supposed to play out I didn't even know I was supposed to be looking for it <laughs> yeah cause uh the subtext was so subtle it wasn't present <laughs> in the text um <laughs> Okay, you're laughing at me, but I said that Cheryl and Josie were going to be a thing, and you all were like, okay, Olivia, crazy ship lady, and I was right. So I think this one, which has canonical evidence in the comics, is a little bit more sturdy, and is actually the plot. <laughs> well, okay, that's, that, that is a question. You, re- you do read the Riverdale comics, right? Oh, yeah, I do. Heck yeah. They're great. Is there any of that in in those? Because I, I do know the uh, the Reggie Midge Moose thing is that is a, a dynamic in in like the original Archie books. But is is that in Riverdale? Because you did you did say that they they laid some ground for uh, Choney. That's true. I haven't reread the Riverdale comics recently, so I could not tell you quite. <laughs> I don't think it's like mm. been super made up. But I'll go back to that, and then I'll just, like... You can just edit in my voice, being like, I was right! It is in the comics! <laughs> just how I was right, but the, the Alice and FP had had a kid. Boom. Yeah. Called it. So real. You're all you're all a bunch of clairvoyants. But, yeah, but <laughs> let's let's be real. Just like, I was right that Hal was a black hood. And that's the end of the Riverdale review. <laughs> all right, everybody! <laughs> Now on to Greendale because fuck this place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. But um, talk about other shocking things that are I'm sure are not in the Archie comics or anything. What the hell? Like was Archie's move with the knife and like going to Hiram's and just waiting in the office and Hiram's like, how did you get in here? And he's like, oh, through like the servant's door that Veronica always keeps open and then he like just stabs the knife on the desk and leaves and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I was so disappointed because I'm just like, just, just stab him, just yeah. stab him and get it over with. Come <laughs> on! I'll finally make you my bones and then stab What do you need the proof table. for? Like, what? The f- I don't get it. That was the moment to make your bones, Archie. Just fucking stab him. Yeah, like you're you're very clearly expressing your intent to kill him. Just do it, bro. Just nah, get just it over. Now that would have been a finale. <laughs> 
have been a finale, mm, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. He just yeah. brutally stabs Hiram and death the Riverdale. Ends, like, just ends. I'd probably have more respect for Archie then. If can we discuss? That. Can we discuss <laughs> this finale yeah. then? Uh, so after Archie stabs Hiram, um, that's it. No, that's it. Like he gets away. Yeah, Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, that's it. season season three is all about how Veronica doesn't have a dad anymore. <laughs> oh my god. Aww. It would have been also the, the complete opposite from how he ended season one with, which was like him saving Cheryl from the freezing water and blah blah blah. Yeah. Like, now yeah. I'm the one doing the stabbing. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, you know what else would have worked now that I think about it is uh, we talked about how Riverdale needs to choose a genre for season three. It could have just become a courtroom drama about Archie's trial. Oh, yes, I would love Mayor McCoy <laughs> and Archie just Mayor that endless also, I want Mayor McCoy to be the one crossover character with Sabrina and Riverdale. I don't know why I Mayor just want McCoy, to see her attorney in, at in, law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that back, actually. I'd like to see Mayor McCoy have more scenes. I think that would be a good excuse just to have that. <laughs> she's great. She used to annoy me a lot, but I like her a little bit now because she's like helping the kids because she's lost everything. But I, yeah. I won't forgive her because I know she's only doing that because she hit rock bottom and she has no other options. But she still. hasn't hit rock bottom. She's still got Sheriff Keller, and he is fine. Well, this is true. She has not hit rock bottom. He is one fine piece abs, of man. But not rock bottom. Well, I, I don't know. Listen, he's he's fine, but, like, he also is now unemployed and this drinking a lot, so. <laughs> so he's like every other garbage parent in Riverdale. And, and seems to have some anger management issues. Like, it just, just looks, he doesn't look okay. Unless he has a shirt off. <laughs> then he looks okay. Then he's he looks fine, yes. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but, like, why was Hermione at Fred's house for so long that Archie could go over to Hiram's and be like, oh, I'm going to make my bones? Like, does Hermione not have her own campaign that she needs to have a party with? Because I guarantee you that season three will involve them getting together again. I oh, guarantee yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, that... I yeah. definitely felt that too. I felt like the threads were very much laid for that this episode. I like forgot that that <laughs> happened. You know, like wh- when that scene rolled along, I wasn't thinking about it because so much other shit has. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. But not all those longing I'm- stares from Hermione. You didn't see that? I'm. I'm definitely into that because they were Riverdale's hottest couple for my money in season one. Well, um, just on. on pure on pure sex appeal. Hermione, Fred, and Molly Ringwald. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that, lo- that little person there is fire. They need to go swing in singles cruise with Molly Ringwald, and that'll be like half yep. of the season will just be love boat, <laughs> <laughs> and then yep. like back in Riverdale will be prison and cults. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, I, I'm liking this pitch we got going, guys. <laughs> I, I, get I, in that um... writers' room. I don't know what they're doing. So, like, I think that FP and Alice would be the hottest couple, but. I like Bughead, and it would be weird if their parents were dating, and they were dating, and it would be like Gossip Girl all over again, but it's CW at the end of the day, so it might happen. That's what happens in small towns. There's only so many people to date. It wouldn't be weird if Fred and Hermione dated because, you know, Archie and Veronica or anything. It's It's all just so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. No, it's all uncomfortable. Um, But hey, I mean... Maybe that's why they got to go to Greendale, right? Got to meet some some new people. They need some fresh blood. So I'm excited for... So Moose and Kevin kissed this episode, so I'm excited yes! for them to never kiss again for the entirety of <laughs> yes. season three. <laughs> <laughs> <Let's show me. laughs> as many times as Betty and Veronica have kissed. So I'm just going to say, like, they're both canon. 
<laughs> because this oh is how my the God. relationships work. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can only have like one gay character on screen at a time on TV. I mean, come on. <laughs> and they clearly gave Cheryl preference on this, so. Yes. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, have we ever seen Kevin and Cheryl in the same place? When they, when they were <gasps> we at have. the movies crying over the movie of like the kids that were gay, or I, for, I forgot what the movie but, was, but it's like she was crying and he was oh, like yeah. patting her. Love Simon. And then there was no. that time where Cheryl like defended the um, slut shaman against, or that Betty was doing against Kevin in that one episode that I guessed it on. All right. We, it was a joke. We probably don't need to list them. <laughs> Thanks, Kale. <laughs> it's like I have a whole list right here. I'm just gonna start naming all the. It was a rhetorical question, you guys, but I appreciate the the breadth of knowledge that you're all bringing to the table. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I did like that scene between Kevin and Moose, and um, you know, I think uh, it would be great for Kevin to have something to do. In season three. <laughs> in um, every sense of the word. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, so. T- talk about um, getting your bones. Oh! <laughs> I said that. I said that at the time. Archie probably thinks he's been getting his bones by banging Veronica. And that's like, he's been like, I've already got my bones. They're From like, your no, daughter. Archie, you haven't got your bones. <laughs> <laughs> that would have definitely been the winning comment. So, like, wasted opportunity. Good fucking lord. Good lord. Wow. Yeah, just like, um, I'm gonna make my bones, and now I'm gonna make your daughter. <laughs> and then just leave. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I feel like kind of the, the only thread we really haven't tugged on is, um, I guess, just like kind of the fallout of, of the both elections that we saw, right? Um, Hermione's the new mayor. Um we're going to see where that's going to go, I guess, because I feel like that's super interesting because, like, there's obviously a division between her and mm-hmm. Hiram now again. Um, so are we going to see her use that new position for her own gain? Are we going to see her still be at Hiram's side until there's some reason for her to not be? Like, what are what are your takes on that? The man's already tried to shoot her. Like, I don't know how many times Hiram can be garbage to her. And she'll be like, Hiram, a villain? No, he couldn't possibly. I, but I, I'm just... I just feel she doesn't have the guts to, to do anything, like, herself. So now that, you know, her response to, oh, I think that my husband tried to shoot me, was to give her daughter ammunition so that her daughter could do something about it, but then she just continued to play her part anyways. So I do think that when push comes to shove, she won't necessarily like stick her neck out to help Hiram, but I don't think she's gonna just completely rebel against him and go her own way. Yeah, I think she might try to, but I think Hiram is going to ultimately try to be the person who's in power. I mean, you know, look what he's trying to do already, trying to <laughs> bring this team yeah, together. I, I think it, it, it seems likely to me that Hermione's um, either going to get caught working against Hiram or attempt to stand up to him, and he's going to somehow intimidate her to like kind of like get back in line, and then she's going to ultimately be the one who's behind his great fall. That has to be coming at some point, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's yeah, oh, that's what I was that. gonna say. Is that that would be a good mm-hmm. arc for her in season three? Yeah, as and I, I think yeah. that's gonna be when we see her kind of like full circle, like face turn, you know, to be the cool Gilmore mm-hmm. Girl mom again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I miss that. 
that. I miss the large girls. That's what I sped off after Sabrina. <laughs> so we we got the. Do you guys notice Veronica looked a lot like Hermione in a couple of scenes this episode? Like I, there were a couple of times I went. Oh, they do actually look like mother and daughter. Huh. Yeah, I don't know that that stood out to me. Um, I did think that in general the fashion was really on point this episode. Oh, yeah. I remember she had that like blue oh, top on earlier in the episode, and I was like, that is a very flattering color for her. Um, yeah, Hermione always has like the, the most dress and leather jacket combo. I mean, you know, when you have money, it's easy to look real good. Yeah, Betty's just like reusing Boom. the same clothes over and over again. <laughs> Well, they don't have money. They don't have one million to save Archie, so they don't have money. <laughs> she had one million to buy uh, a, a... How much do you think she spent on that diner? All the whole mill? Or where, where, how much she's sitting on at this point? <laughs> I don't know. But she needs to do Who renovations. Knows? So she, save I think she like, saved some money back. She's yeah. going to have to pay taxes on it too, right? No, it's, a, it's illegal money. If she's money. trying Not to stay illegal. It was all under the table. Oh jeez! It's all blood money, anyways. Oh jeez! It's all blood money, anyway. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let, let's let's get to the end here. We'll wrap things up. Um, so we uh, Archie wins the election, gets arrested for murder. Where do we think this is going? <laughs> As is want to do. I think, mid, to do. I think Ethel's gonna now oh, be yeah. Steve. I think Apple's gonna now be student president yes. by default, as was her right, and as she should have always been. Right? Mm, yeah, because there's definitely a reason Justice why they kept mentioning the fact, like, oh, Apple is a third party candidate. You know what? Guys, I'm really tired of the whole Barb love. Why do people like Barb? Her entire character, she slut shamed her friend, failed to shotgun a beer, and died. All right? Relax. And Ethel's a fucking whoa, snitch. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, I'm out. Whoa, where are you coming from with all this anti-Bob hate? <laughs> nah, but I agree with you on that. No, Beth, but Ethel I just find it, I just it. think it's funny that everyone's always like, justice for Barb, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't agree with that to an extent. I thought she was more of a plot device at the end of the day. She was like, she literally existed Basically. just to get killed. So it's kind of funny people I'm are. Sorry, guys. Far. Will should have died. Will's contributed nothing to this plot apart from being annoying. <laughs> Bob should have come back. Will should have died. Everything would have been better. <laughs> I have a hair. Um, I think I think I like like we said, I it's gonna be so easy to get out of this. Like uh, you know, they they um uh what did there was a plot point that I specifically noted that they, um, uh, maybe that was a div. Sure, that was. Oh boy! Oh, good lord! <laughs> they, somebody, the oh, yeah, somebody, things, somebody two, used, of course. So, all right, yeah. slow down, slow down. The somebody fired the gun that were the it was bullets from the same weapon that was oh, oh, never tall boy. picked up. Oh. Yeah, told yeah. boy. Okay, yeah. So the like this is just gonna go the same way as that because like the sheriff's a corrupt piece yeah. of shit. Like it's gonna be so easy to disprove it that Archie's not I even mean, gonna spend time in jail. Could- well no, but but isn't the presumption that it it was Hiram who set this up and because Hiram has mm-hmm. the influence within the the sheriff's office he's not gonna get away with this yeah i think that's he's I think not that's gonna the be like yeah like, plus when he was putting all yeah. the evidence sorry when Plus, he was putting all the evidence Archie? i was like 
So you just bought this mask somewhere and you put it in a little evidence bag and <laughs> yeah, now you're yeah, just it, saying, you know? <laughs> no, no, it's still in the wrapping. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so what was, uh, I guess before we get off that, what was your read on Tallboy being the second Black Hood? Do you, did you guys buy that? Yeah, I, I said like it was it, Tallboy from time. I thought it was Jewish. I mean, it made sense. I just think mm. that... Um, I don't know, like, I don't trust 100% how that information came out. So, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it could have been Tallboy, but there's probably more to it that we'll find out eventually. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Um, Yeah, I don't don't trust a word that comes out of that sheriff's mouth. Makes me so uncomfortable. It's not not actually Menudo, is it? It's something like that. Manetta. Manetta. It's Manetta, Every time right? I'm thinking of Menudo, yeah. it's like yeah. he, he was like a former member of Menudo and then he became, you know, Hiram's uh, number one lackey. So. Yes. Um. <laughs> that is canon. That is that is canonical. This happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess any closing thoughts on, on the final episode before we kind of talk about the season in review? Where are the pussycats? That's I think it. That's what I have to say. Oh, yes. they're, they're Josie has recovered right. from Muzak, so, I think you know. the reunion's yeah. coming. The, the Black Hood <laughs> oh, killed no. him. It better be coming. Like, it better be coming. I don't know if they're alive. I don't know if Melody is going to school. I don't know what Val's grades are like. I don't know anything because they just haven't been, like, and you guys were like, oh, well, the pussycats have broken up. Well, they're still in school and they still have to go to Riverdale High every day and I just want them in the background. Olivia, like, are you even sure that are you even sure that Melody knows how to talk? Because I'm not. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I don't think... She's had one line of dialogue I in the entire it. show. It's... And then there's Val and her brother. <laughs> we haven't even seen, like, either of them. And they're siblings, and they're both supposed to go to, like, the high school. I forgot Val had a brother. Yeah, he's like... Yeah, she does. I, I will always remember he exists because when we were doing the definitive character ranking for the Nerd League, when I put this kid's name, Matt texted me. He's like, you literally made up this character so that I would go insane and would have to find who the hell this was. But he's, he's like one of the kids that meets up with either Betty or Jughead at some point in the first season to give them like info. And then it turns out that like that's Val's brother. And it's like they both go to Riverdale and... We haven't seen either of them. Like, I mean, Val was in the season for like a second because I think she was like yelling at Archie or something. I forgot exactly what her deal was. They, that was they season were dating one. for a hot second. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like at some point, like maybe five episodes or something. ago, I think that they had like a mini conversation. I don't know how long ago this was. It might have been more than five episodes. But then we never saw her again. And I was like, OK, bye, Val. Like, I think the last time we saw the Pussycats was when they were breaking up. No, no, no. The last time we saw them was was the episode, or I mean, I guess maybe that was a breakup. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Uh, It was in that horror episode about Josie where where Cheryl was like orchestrating the whole thing and they confront her in the bathroom or in the locker room or whatever. No, I tell you, like, we saw them after Christmas. No, they sang a song with Veronica. Veronica took over the Pussycats. So they're in a closet in Veronica's house somewhere waiting for her to put fresh batteries in there. <laughs> boy, okay. boy. They're waiting around for the next alpha woman in Riverdale to come along and need their services to stab Josie in the back. <laughs> yes! Penny, Pe- Penny, what's her name? Penny, the evil serpent lady? She's gonna... Pen- Penny Peabody <laughs> in the pussy Penny cast. evil serpent lady. <laughs> It rhymes. Exactly. <laughs> it's got alliteration. I, I dig it. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> All right, so that seems like a good time to uh, to wrap up the conversation here on Chapter 32. Uh, overall, um, not the most entertaining episode of Riverdale, but it gave us some stuff to chew on, which is always fun. Uh, and I feel like laid some good threads for Season 3, which we'll just have to see how they develop. Uh, so before we get out of here, though, I did want to just briefly, uh, talk a bit about, um, about, about season two as a whole. Uh, cause I think, you know, each of you has been on the show at least two times. Um, and we've talked about it obviously for a whole season here. Oh, except, right. except Marco. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I guess I just wanted to ask our panel here, what were your overall thoughts on season two? How do you feel it stacked up to season one? And uh, based on season two, what is your excitement level for season three? Uh, I think that compared to season one, um, I mean, Gabby mentioned this, that it seemed like they didn't really know where they wanted to go in season one, but they sort of had an idea and then tried to execute that in season two. But I think Mm. that sort of fell a little flat. I know they they wanted to make it a little bit more uh, like horror and give it a more serious tone. But I think they sort of, it started to unravel a bit uh, within the first couple Mm. of, like even before the season break, I think it's, I I felt that it started to, that that whole tone wasn't really being put across super well. Um, And I I, I think there there was a lot of filler um, as well within yeah. this season there was a lot where I felt was unnecessary um, the whole chick arc I think was something that I would have personally done without and would have condensed this up the season by like 10 episodes I think mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah and uh, for season three I don't know I I'm, I think that with this episode they did clear a lot of the board and with the penultimate episode of course knowing that that's where like the big climax was I think they cleared a lot and want to start fresh um, but maybe can't just because of the way the narrative sort of has been has been set up. Um, but overall, I don't know. I'm I, I'm still you know positive on it. I, I still sort of like the seeing these characters on on the screen. Um, I'm not as excited as I was coming in, going into season three as I was going into season two. But I am here for the ride because Bughead. Bughead. <laughs> Hell yes. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really funny because before you said Bughead, I really thought you were just going to end that on like cuz. And I was like, are you a surfer, Marco? <laughs> <laughs> That's just where I'm it is, I'm here you know? for the ride, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> He's being like Cheryl calling um, call him Betty Cousin. Oh, 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 yeah. Cousin oh, Marco. Yeah. Hello, cousin. Oh, sweet cousin Marco. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, cousin Kale. Be safe, dear cousin. <laughs> <laughs> uh Kale, what about you yeah for me uh, we've said it we've said it before this this show really benefits from having about half the episodes they had this season. Kale, i really thought um, you were gonna start with we've said it before Kale was right <laughs> i mean yeah i mean ultimately that's that's i think where we can land for the season obviously is Kale was right um but it, they, as Marco said, they they really wandered, and it really felt like there were there was subplot after subplot after subplot, and it just like it felt like outside of the the big mystery that they were trying to sell us on. It became like a different show, like it it, it didn't feel like the murder mystery horror that they were trying to sell us on, and it, I 
especially with with chick it just didn't it didn't whatever they were trying it didn't land um so for me i um i i got into the show because of the murder of jason blossom um they they got me with the hook for the black hood um but archie's (laughs) arrest and the you know the the ease with which that's going to be dispatched next season is that's not enough to keep me around. So I, I actually, I'm out. Oh, Could you moving to Greendale? Yeah, that, that's wow. why he's moving to Greendale. Yeah, I. <laughs> God. I, yeah, the I, I've been tossing it around, you know, a lot because I really wanted the show to to pull out and 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 be good. Um, but it just like two or three episodes, um that are good mm-hmm. a season isn't enough to keep me around. Like I can just follow the actors on Instagram and get my fill that way. Like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I felt like the first season, I really liked the first half and then felt that the second half was weaker. And then in the second season, it was the opposite. Like at the beginning, I had no idea where this was going or why we were seeing half the things that we were seeing. And then by the end, started getting my attention a bit more but it was still kind of a little messy and i do agree with the whole chick arc being super extra especially because at the end of the day like i feel like the stakes were high with him but they never really played out that way like you have this like nothing ever really happened with the guy that they murdered i mean they kind of you know that just dissolved Um, mm. and they paid more attention to the fact that they like Betty didn't know if the Black Hood had killed Chick or not than the fact that Chick might have killed her actual brother and you know just I felt like they breezed over stuff that like ma- made no sense um, but at the end of the day like I do think that at least they stuck to the tone a little more and that's the one reason why I would say I'm, I'm more hopeful for a season three because for example, the first for the first season, I really liked the whole Jason Blossom thing. But then when the Black Hood came along, I felt like they were just adding random stuff to, you know, keep a plot going. Then when it ended up being Hal, then it made sense. But it took so long for it to land on Hal that I just, you know, mixed feelings. <laughs> Bughead. <laughs> <laughs> that's you gotta end it no, that's, that's the, and then you, you just end it with that's your ship it. that's it <laughs> oh okay Veronica alright oh. uh, so Jeremy what about you what are your thoughts on season 2 um, pretty much to echo what everybody else said I definitely thought season 1 was much stronger than season 2 um, just because you know like Marco said I think that there were a lot of filler episodes for the most part however i will have to say i disagree on the chick plot line i actually kind of enjoyed that plus did you hear that hart zenton who plays chick is coming back next season it has Gross. been confirmed that storyline is still gonna continue uh machin amic actually said it at a some event about uh, mental health awareness sure i'm sure you're all aware of zenton's creepy portrayal of the cooper the blah blah start over I'm sure you're all aware of Denton's creepy portrayal of the Cooper son, and I can't wait to see what he's going to be up to in season three. Spoiler alert! <laughs> so, so if anything, I think going into season three, not only that thread, but a bunch of other things, um, among them being um, more inclusion of queer characters, because Vanessa Morgan, who plays Tony, is going to be a regular yep. next season, and I know, 
<laughs> and I know, Olivia, you were saying before the episode started that, you know, oh, she's going to be a regular, so we don't see her anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying I have hope for it. Plus, to see Moose and Kevin together, I am, I'm all on board because, you know, everybody else is a great gay show. show. The gay also, show on TV, right? Also, <laughs> yes. Also, you're all going to hate me for this. My ship is asexual, Chuck. Oh. Let's talk more about subtext, you guys. There has to actually be text there for it. Um, uh, Okay. Olivia. Oh, no. Go ahead, Jeremy. I I understand about sex. (laughs) I understand what you're you're saying there, but, like, I just think it would be, like, really cool for, you know, diversity and to show that a little bit. So, you know, I just can't be, you know... I mean, I would have been pro if that was what they had taken from season one, but I feel like at this point it would be tokenism, and I'm not into that. Um, But we've talked about that every time you've been on the show. So, Olivia, why don't you give us your thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to just be like, season one of Riverdale is is like a game changer in television for me. It's kind of like Mm. season one of Veronica Mars. It's like I could watch that season all day, every day, and I'd be very happy until I died. So, it was obviously not as good as that. I didn't feel like, I was definitely didn't feel like Kale felt, felt about it. There was only three good episodes. I felt like it was a little bit more like good episode, bad episode, good episode, yeah. bad episode. I mean, my issue was they had all these episodes and they didn't focus on the characters they needed to focus on. And that's kind of what I wanted from season one, was I wanted more on Josie, more on Kevin, more on Cheryl. And they mm-hmm. delivered more on Cheryl, but they didn't deliver more on, like... Kevin and Josie, who are season regulars. Now, um, the actress who plays Josie, Ashley Murray, did say that she was ill towards the end of the filming, and that's one of the reasons why maybe Josie didn't really do anything for the final half of it, which makes a bit of sense. So hopefully that means that going forward, she is actually going to appear and do stuff and we'll get huh. the Pussycats back. But I think I Val wonder, might actually just say... I, well, I just just to add a question on that, I wonder, I wonder if that's why she and Josie didn't... why Cheryl and Josie didn't actually get together. I don't know. Like, I, I wonder if they were. I wonder if they were originally supposed was... to, and and they sort of wrote that extra bit in about Cheryl being a weird stalker because she got kind of mm. sick. And no, I think they were going to do that anyway because yeah, it's Riverdale. I, I, I agree with that. That's they cut... I feel like that was probably always on the docket, but maybe it just wouldn't have. Pl- like, I don't think that they probably were going to do that and then have her disappear for the rest of the season. <laughs> hmm. Like, Riverdale handles so many things badly. Like, I feel like that was something they were not going to handle well. But then when they actually did do sort of Cheryl's coming out storyline, it was actually pretty good. So, my kind of... So, I'm not necessarily excited for season three based off what we've just seen. Because by the end of this season, I kind of stopped caring for any of the core four. Like, I never cared for Jughead. I always thought he was trash. And in a bad way. You're trash. Um, But, like, Archie, I started to... Archie I started to care about a little bit and then he just killed it for me. He somehow killed that. And then Betty, mm. I just the way she handed Chick over so easily, I was just like, now nah, Betty, I'm out, girl. Like, drop the mic. So I'm just like holding on for my girl B at this moment. But I love Veronica so much. I will follow Veronica to the ends of Riverdale. Like, if I have to, like, I'll do that. So <laughs> if I have to, I'll do it. But I'm, yeah, so stuff that's kind of, I'm kind of like I want to see more of, but there's nothing they've set up necessarily that I'm like, yeah, I'm excited for that particular storyline to go down next season. I want my cult storyline. I want my Wicker Man. If they give me a Wicker Man, I'll be happy. That's what I really, really want. I forgot. Oh, and we're dropping with our final ship. 
Veronica. Though I would like Shoni to kiss. Like, is that so much? <laughs> More than once, yes. More than once. Yeah, I was gonna say they kissed. They kissed one that time, right? Like, they met their mm-hmm. one gay kiss quota on Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, that's I all guess, you need for inclusion. I want to see <laughs> other people banging than Archie and Veronica. Those and scenes well are lovely and great and well lit and everything. But like, I would now like to see Effie and Alice. <laughs> I would like to see some Effie and Alice. I would like to see Sheriff Keller and Mayor McCoy. I would like to see some characters who are over the age limit bang for a bit. That I would want, be great. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah. I want that to happen with Luke Perry and Molly Ringwald. That's what I'm I'm waiting for. <laughs> and Hermione. And Hermione. Yes. No, and All Hermione. All three of them yeah. together as a throuple. <laughs> that would be so good. Like, that would be so amazing. Classic. Uh, all right, yeah, so just to wrap things up, uh, for me, um, I, I would say I echo a lot of these sentiments. I think season one is a lot stronger because it's tighter. Um, I remember when we got the announcement that they had doubled the, the episode order for season two, I was really excited because I was like, well, I love Riverdale, so more Riverdale's a good thing. Uh, it wasn't. Um, season two, I think it's, it's bloated. You know, there are a lot of plot threads that get dropped. There are a lot that go nowhere. Um, the stuff that is satisfying is spaced out by a lot of filler because uh, I think – if you just look at the Black Hood storyline for season two, that's compelling. It's the fact that there's about six episodes of just family drama and chick weirdness and a murder that goes nowhere and just a bunch of actions that have seemingly no consequences um, existing to exist and fill space, seemingly, uh, took me out of it. And not to the point where, like, I don't agree with what Kel said. Um, I don't think that there was only three good episodes. I think I'm probably more on Olivia's page where it was, like, every other episode. I feel like Marco and I were like, all right, all right, they're getting us back. Mm-hmm. And then it would just be another filler episode, another just, like, glob of nothing. And um, I know that we have another bigger order for season three. So my hope is that uh, that they either – um, learn from their mistakes and pace things out better uh, or that they adopt a more um, something you see on, on shows that have bigger orders like this sometimes that are plot driven like this where there's a season 3A right. and a season 3B story you know let's get a, a tight narrative before the, se- the, the break yeah. and then we come back and even if it's building on that previous narrative yeah. something fresh and something that is again like direct and 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 more um contained because i think that's how jane the virgin does it and that's a cw show so go borrow those writers i was just i was just thinking that jane the virgin does it amazingly and they Mm -hmm. must have about six characters on the main rotating cast Mm -hmm. so you've got Mm. jane Raphael, albert zoe rogelio petra Petra, yeah. Petra. So that's six major characters, and they balance all of them mm-hmm. really well. And you feel satisfied. I mean, apart from maybe Alba, you feel satisfied by all of their character mm-hmm. developments by the end of the season. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like that is the major sin of Riverdale season two, is that it's just, it tried to do yeah. way too much. And uh, I, I think it kind of crumbled under its own weight, whereas season one was mm-hmm. very direct. There's one major storyline, there's a few minor storylines that... You know, not all of them were perfect. Like, I think the whole, like, Grundy thing, like, really felt like, why did this even happen? Like, it didn't really have a major bearing on the rest of the plot. It never really went anywhere. So it it, it wasn't without its flaws. But uh, season one, I remember watching the first episode because I had heard good things. And I was like, all right, 
let's see the show that Kale's interested in. I'll, I'll check it out. And I binge watched <laughs> the whole thing in one and a half sitting. You know, um, I think if, mm. if season one had been paced as season two was, I don't know that I would have even got into it. You know, and I, I would say I agree with yeah. I agree with yeah. what I think pretty much all of you have said at this point, um, excluding Kale, where. I'm not not in for season three, but I'm not excited for season three in the way I was for season two. In that I remember season one ended and I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I can't wait for this show to come back. I'm Mm -hmm. so about this. I want to do a fan podcast about it. Season three, I'm like, I'm still here. I'm interested. I like these characters. I like the cast. And even when the show is at its worst, I still find it to be entertaining. You know, like even the worst episodes of Riverdale are fun to roll my eyes at and and want and expect more and ask for more. Um, so I'm I'm here for it. I'd, I'd say I'm probably conceivably here until the end of the ride. But um, yeah, I, I really hope that they learn from the many mistakes that I think they made with season two. You know, uh, and and I I really think that. They could easily get the show back on track to where we want it to be because there are a lot of great moments in season two. There's a lot of great episodes in mm-hmm. season two. It's just they're all so spaced out and, and spread apart from things that are just not interesting. And uh, mm. and yeah. there's, there's no amount of liking the cast or it being well shot or the music being good that makes up for boring storylines that go nowhere or get dropped. So... Mm-hmm. If we can avoid those issues, I'm very excited for season three. Uh, so, any final thoughts before we call it a night here? I want another musical episode. <laughs> you know I'm what? On board for that, Me so. too. I talked a lot of shit about that before we were leading up to it, but I really? liked that episode. I was into it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I will take another musical episode. Please and thank you. all right so uh before we get into plugs for our fantabulous guests let me tell you again where you guys can connect with us if you guys enjoyed the show remember uh you can give it a like on your platform of choice head over to apple Podcasts and give us one of those sweet ratings uh if you're a youtube viewer like the video subscribe to the channel ring that notification bell so that you get updates whenever we post one of our daily videos and uh as always you know hit us out in the comments let us know what you thought about the finale what you thought about season two and uh your thoughts on this or any other episode of the riverdale review uh, and I'm also going to take this opportunity to announce our plans for the show moving forward. Uh, so when Marco Kale and I had the idea for the show, we kind of wanted to do this as a one-season pilot program. We found it to be a great experience, um, but given Kale's disinterest in continuing with the show and our desire to kind of free up our time to do some other stuff, instead of doing a weekly review show, uh, we're thinking we're going to maybe start doing it uh, monthly or you know quarterly or something like that. So if you have thoughts on how you'd like to see it reviewed, you can let us know in the comments or hit us up at the comic pals at gmail.com and uh, let us know what you'd like to see us do with the Riverdale Review moving forward. And uh, our plan is to sub out Kale for one of these three lovely guests every episode. So you'll be seeing a lot more of, of these uh, these beautiful kids. So uh, before we get out of here... But I get to pick. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> do we have to fight for it? <laughs> Just a roll of the dice, baby. Alright, so... Betty's gonna be here, the serpent queen! <laughs> Marco's gonna be my queen. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Marco, you have to dance on the pole first. Ooh. Yes, I'm yeah, I'll just, I'll just pop my pole out right now. It's fine. It's easy. It's right over here. It's in the corner. Yeah, yeah, Marco, Marco no. will fucking do it. No, I don't, I don't think I'd be as bothered by that, actually, as the scene we got. So. <laughs> I feel like I'd be good at it, honestly. Yeah. 
<laughs> all right, Gabby, why don't you let the listeners know where they can find you on the internet, let them know about the Nerd League, all that fun stuff. All right, so if you want to find a lot of nerdy rants, you can go to thenerdleague.com. If you want to find our Instagram, it's at the Nerd League, and our Twitter is also at the Nerd League. And because I suck at life, our Facebook is Nerd League Online as opposed to the Nerd League. And then you can follow me on Twitter at G, and then my last name is Vanwelli, and I always have to spell that out for people, so maybe I should change my handle. Um, but that's a short, <laughs> that's a short V-A-N-W-E-L-I-E. And yes, that's my plug. If you're bad at spelling, we'll have a link for you in the description yes. where you can just click. So good luck with that one. Uh, Olivia. Yeah, you can ha- hit me up on Twitter at Miss Olivia Hicks on Twitter, but also you can go to your local comic book shop on June 20th and read one of my stories in 2000 AD if your comic oh. book shop stocks that oh, comic book. Ooh. So they're doing an all-female episode and episode, I'm all still female episode. Up, all, an all-lady all, an all issue, and I'm writing a terror tale for it, so that's like a yeah. short full-page story. That's so awesome. Oh, that's so So dope. yeah, check that out June 20th, go guys, support. that's my plug. Jeremy? Awesome. You can follow me on Twitter at Rodriguez Jeremy. That's R O D R I G U E Z J E R E M Y. And on Instagram, which is the same thing, only with an underscore at the end of it, because the username was already taken otherwise. I'm surprised you got it on Twitter, honestly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I signed up for Twitter, like, you know, when it was the. But it was like brand new, and I remember being so excited, like, yes, cool, I can brand myself as this. And then Instagram, it was just taken, Weak. unfortunately. <laughs> but other than that, I have a very exciting project coming up that I can't talk about right now, so be sure to follow me to find out more about Keep that. Keep tuned, Marco. You can find me at Mr. Marco Animoto on Instagram and Twitter. And that's it. Thanks, buddy. That's about it. <laughs> Kale. <laughs> It's not, not like we have 15 other shows you right? I love how you guys leave it all for me to uh, do, and I'm the last plug, so everyone's already tuned the fuck out by then. <laughs> you can uh, you can follow uh, Pete, Marco, and I on the Comics Pals, where we talk about the trending news in comic books um, and comic book movies and all of the pop culture that is sort of around comic books these days. Um, I have a uh, small comic book comics company called panels publishing where i do a lot of work with my collaborator uh letty wilson um you can find us on selfie.com slash panels publishing and we're on comiXology under panels publishing um you can follow me on twitter and instagram at toto in that's t-o-t-o-i-n-t-o-w awesome and if you want to connect with me you can follow me on twitter and instagram at loud underscore pete if you want some more content from me you can find me on all of our other programs i'm on the comics pals with kale and marco i am on our uh, video game show the video game pals as the host uh which airs every day after the comics pals so that's tuesdays on podcast platforms and fridays on youtube.com slash the comics pals and you can also find me on our let's play show pals play monday through thursday with my buddy Thompson from the Video Game Pals. Uh, we have got some uh, some Pokemon stuff this week. It's going to be pretty fun. So if you're into comics, games, whatever, we got content for you. Go check it out. Thank you so much for joining us here on the finale of the Riverdale Review. It's been a real ride. Thank you all for joining us here, our wonderful guests. We will see you uh, whenever we get back to the booth. Except for Kale, because he's going over to Greendale. Well, Boo. Oh, yeah. Have fun hanging out with Sabrina. <laughs> Okay, well, thanks for taking my joke. <laughs> I guess we'll just take the check, Pops. <laughs>